to another episode of For the Love of Dog. I'm your host, Sean. I'm here with Steve, co-founder of The Little Red Dog. You were gone for a while. I was. I got stuck in New York. You're MIA. I was MIA. Weather, and I guess the pilot was telling me when you're leaving out of Newark, I guess they stack planes on the ground in the air, so they're always behind. It was really hard taking care of all the dogs. <laughs> it's, it, right? It's more mentally, yeah. I think, challenging than physically. You're scooped this way a little bit, so you're more like in front of your... There That's you go. Bad. That's all better. Right. Thanks. Because you're talking off this oh, way. My, how's that? There you go. Oh, they're like over here, maybe? Yeah. There we go. There you go. Oh, my God. That's the sweet spot. Now we're here. Now we're doing it. <laughs> Start over. This is only the eighth one. I'm <laughs> still work in progress. I like announcing what episode number it is, because I'm really surprised that we've done this many. I know. I know. We, we have the budget to do this many. I kept thinking we'd throw a, in the towel after three or four. It's an hour by hour thing. You <laughs> never know if we're going to be shut down. Well, this morning, this is the first day where uh, we really didn't have any... Like anecdotes or stories from the weeks I didn't know what to talk about. And I was watching uh, Tank eat Nigel's food again. Oh, yes. I That was my fault. And I, I left for a hot second. Well, and I made me think, like, this must be why people let their dogs graze. Because it's just, when it's you're easy. busy, it's so much easier. They think it's easier, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as time, it is, right? Because you just put it down and you walk out the door. Yeah. And um, I would say 50% of the owners that I go to, to talk to... I'd say 50% do, you know, free grazing. We have to go through why that's a bad idea and, and that's counterintuitive to what you're trying to show your dog. Well, if you've got two dogs, I see why that's bad because you're going to have a dog like Tank just eat the other dog's food, Well, which I get. So why is it bad? If you've got just one dog, you're busy, you, you've walked your dog, you're running late, right. you just put your dog's food down and walk out the door, why is that bad? Well, it's bad because you're not teaching the dog that you provide the food, you own the food, you're sharing the food. So in other words, if it's always out uh-huh. and the dog knows it's always going to be out, then he's not going to get it. So that, even if you're putting, your dog sees you put the food down. Yeah. No, you still can't leave it. Okay. So you, the rule is you put the food down, if the dog doesn't uh, eat it within five minutes, you pick it up. And again, I know it seems unfair, but it's not because you're really showing the dog again that the human is in charge of everything. So you eat when I say you can eat, right. and you're not done. Right. Because in I their world, yeah, in their world, there isn't like, you know, take home food. Right. There isn't food out around all the time. So the, you know, the alpha uh, kills and eats first, and then everyone else eats. Okay. And it's not like it's you know, individual meals for everybody. Right. I get it. I mean, we love our animals, and sometimes I think we tend to, th- again, we tend to think that the dogs are humans in fur coats. Mm-hmm. And we, we slowly drift into spoiling our dogs. You know, today the mistake I made. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought the mistake up, because I kind of want to talk about that later. I like to talk about mistakes because it brings the points home. You know, yes, Tank. Because I turned my back for a hot second, Tank, in a, in a sweet way, uh, went to eat the other dog's food. He did wait a while. Yeah, he waited. <laughs> he he knew. He knew. 
but it wasn't an aggressive thing. You know, food is the number one resource for dogs. I don't care how much food a dog has had, it's going to eat more. And every dog owner in the world knows this, right? Even if you don't know anything about dog behavior. Is it true that they can't feel when they're full? I don't, that I don't know. I, uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have to ask them. That's a vet question. But it, do, it does that seem that way, right? I'm going to because you've got anal glands and does a dog get full now? <laughs> well, one thing that the owners don't understand is dogs don't get that they're not going to be fed again. When they're eating, they don't get that they're going to be fed again. And that's kind of what you want. You want the dog to rely on you. So they think every meal is their last meal. Exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's why dogs will, uh, you know, uh, start digging out back. Mm-hmm. They're looking for food. Oh, okay. Because they don't, they don't understand that they're going to be fed again. Okay. So, super important not to leave food out. I always use the analogy, if, if you invite me over to your home... And you just kind of let me do what I wanted to do, you know, walk around in my underwear and eat what I wanted and take everyone's food. And then you told me to do something. Why would I listen to you? You're already letting me do what I want anyway. If you invited me over to your house and told me to do whatever I wanted to do, I would just go home. (laughs) But but, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Why you don't leave food out? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because it's kind of a subtle thing. Uh, Because prior to this morning, I would have thought if you've got one dog and you're busy, fine. But it, no. two, it, it definitely makes sense because one's going to take the other's food. But right. from a discipline standpoint, it does. I do understand now why you don't want the you don't want to have a dog graze. You want to put it down and pick it up. That's it. Yeah, and the other thing too is you, if you do have to your point, Sean. If you do have one dog and you do it the right way, when mm-hmm. you bring in the second dog, you're already on a good path. Right. So if you're grazing and then you bring a second dog in, now you've got major problems. Yeah. Now you got major problems. Okay. It always falls back to when we interview people who want a dog, if we, they already have a dog, mm-hmm. the first thing I tell them, we all tell them, is you can do a lot of things wrong with one dog and you'll be fine. But when you bring in a second dog, you know, your stuff better be in order a that's little what, bit. That's what we were talking about the other day. Like, uh, moving from one dog to two is so hard. Yes, two to three, is. maybe not as fast. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're right. And most people think that it's no big deal, but it, but it really is. No, it was hard. I mean, like just taking... Just having to walk the three boys, yes, when someone else was taking care of Bella, whether whether it was Mackenzie or Carlo or whoever, right? Doing the three boys in the morning and then feeding all four and then giving all four their bully stick and making sure that they were in their spaces with water and then going to work took an hour. Yes, it's a lot of work, and you can't be in a hurry while you're doing it. No, in fact, we made a mistake um, last week after the podcast. Lauren and I went and walked Tank and. Um, taking nigel and we were in a hurry and we didn't leave the house properly right we didn't make everyone calm down and sit right we kind of left in a hurry and then the entire walk was just kind of like amped up it's a shit show and we really had to like stop and slow down in the park right before we kind of got to a good pace and got to a good energy and then went to the tennis court to play ball and it went better yeah but we i i realized during the walk i was like we didn't leave the right way we left with them amped, and we were all in a hurry. We all had that kind of anxious energy, and, I, and you could feel it the entire walk. But wasn't it cool that you understood why yes. it was going bad? Yeah, because we had just talked about that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think had it, I think that had I just done that and not had the conversation with you about leaving the house the right way, right. I would have just thought the boys were just had a lot of energy. They were just being a pain in the ass. But it wasn't them; it was just me. I right. didn't do what I was supposed to do. Yeah, and it takes again. That's why we talk about discipline, and that's that's the discipline part of dog ownership is taking the extra beat 
to make sure I call it transitioning. So when you're transitioning, you know, from the the cave, mm-hmm. aka the house, to the wilderness, <laughs> you you know you want to have them calm. And and when you go back into the house, transitioning back into the house, same thing, you know, so that you know every aspect of whatever you're trying to get done is going to go well because the dogs are in a nice neutral calm state. Okay. Easy to understand. Yeah. But as you experienced, hard to execute because you get mentally, you get tired. It's like, damn it. I don't want to have to calm these dogs down. I got to go do this. Well, yeah. Because we, we uh, were leaving the house. We told we had to be, we had maybe like 35 minutes. So I was like, that's an exactly enough time to get in the car. <laughs> right. Take them to the park, go to the tennis court, get yes. in the car and come back home. So I was like, yes. let's just go. Yes. And we didn't. We didn't leave the right way, and then the entire like the first, like I said, the first part of the walk was kind of messed up. Well, I think um, it's you know what, it's perfectly okay to do what you did because you understood what you did wrong, and you understood what you needed to do to get everyone on the right path. And that's step, in, in my opinion, that's step one. I, you know, it's I rarely leave the house correctly. Mm-hmm. I rarely do, but I calm them down eventually, mm-hmm. so we can have a good walk. Um, it, I. I always use this analogy when I go to training. I don't think I've ever told you this because it involves you. <laughs> Whenever I'm explaining this energy state. Hold on. Let me open my spindra. <laughs> Future sponsor, maybe? <laughs> maybe. What was that drink again, Sean? <laughs> spindra. <sighs> Whenever I'm at a uh, <laughs> train, that's fine. That's fine. That's right. A training session. I'm talking about this transitional energy, and as long as you understand it and willing to put up with it and then get them back on track, that's a step in the right direction. In other words, when you were young and like a toddler, one of my favorite things ever was to roughhouse with you, and mm-hmm. we would wrestle and have a really good time. As a father, that was just an amazing thing, you know? And your mom would always yell at me, you know, don't get Sean riled up right before dinner. <laughs> And I would like, well, screw that. I'm having a really good time yeah. with my son. And this is important. I was being selfish, right? Mm-hmm. But I was willing to pay the price to try to calm you down before dinner. I do that same thing with Tank and Nigel, but it's before you and yeah, you go to bed. Yeah, problem. that's my <laughs> problem. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> and that's incredibly selfish, Sean, right? <laughs> but, but, you get, but that brings the point home. Yeah. It's okay to indulge. If you're willing to, do if you're willing to pay the price, the yes, absolutely. Okay. And I think that's a big chunk of the problem. At least if you could, if I can get people to understand why dogs act this way, mm-hmm. then that clicks, and then they can make the decision: Do I want to take the extra beat before we leave the house, or before we go into the car, or before we go to the park, or whatever? Or am I going? I'm going to skip that, and I will pay for it later. Mm-hmm. But I will at least calm them down later. As long as the human knows what they need to do, it's going to go well or better. But I get so tired of people saying, well, I just don't understand why the dog's so amped before we leave. Yeah. So if I can at least get that through their skull, then we're off to a good start. Or we're at least on the right path. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, I want to go back to food real quick because Lauren was saying something interesting. And um, you and PJ, you have your own kind of routine for for everyone's food. You guys use... um, uh, a provider, a couple of providers that provide like newly cooked food. Yes. It's human grade food. Right. It's, um, it's good stuff. Why yeah, do you do that? Good. Why not just, why not just the kibble or just the canned well, food? Well, if it was, <laughs> if it was up to me, I'd probably just, 
I would probably just stick with the, the dry food. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. Right. And I'm a basic lazy guy, whatever's easiest. Sure. But thank goodness that, you know, PJ uh, is the more loving person. Well, because for a long time you guys did do kibble, and then you moved from kibble mixed with the human-grade food, yeah. and now it's, just, it's all human-grade food. It it does seem overall better for them. I'll, I'll admit that. Like, um, I know Tank's allergies have pretty much been, you know, just gone okay. because of switching the food. So is Bella. Their coats look better. They're not, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, we, we have two Amstaffs and a Chihuahua. Amstaffs are and very... And a Well, we're fostering this Minpin. Um, and the Amstaffs, anyone who owns them knows that they're super sensitive to, to allergies. Mm-hmm. And the food is usually the source. And since we've gone to, to these other food sources, um, like I said, human grade almost, um, <clears throat> that's been like eradicated pretty much. Okay. So that's been good. Um, I, th- I think I think that was PJ's main uh, reasoning for switching the food. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had much problems with that. Because Lauren, I know, she, with her dogs, she makes their food every day. Yeah, we know uh, Gary Newcomb, mm-hmm. one of the, our awesome volunteers and, and trainers. He makes all the dog's food. And, you know, God love him. I just don't have the... Well, he doesn't have the time either, but he like, obviously he loves his dogs more. <laughs> He's such a hardworking guy, and he does take the extra beat and, and makes all the food every day. I mean, that's a lot of work twice yeah. a day to do that, you know? Well, that's what I want to talk about, is it... And it's less expensive. Are you kind of looking for a sweet, pop, sweet spot between, like, the burden on you as an owner and what's best for the dogs? I mean, what's... When, when people ask you, what do I feed the dog? I'm a lazy man. I would, if it was just me, you know, if it was just me and the dogs, uh-huh. they would still be just getting dry food. That's not true, because if Tank got a really bad allergy, <laughs> okay, so it's Tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, again, I have to admit that the this new food is definitely better for them. Yeah, and and I would I would stick with that. Okay. Now in our program, you know, in the Little Red Dog, we have about sixty dogs in our program. They all get the same thing. They all right. get the dry food. Yeah. It's just too. It's too. It's not that it's too expensive. It's just that the the, the way it's packaged, it, it it's difficult to keep everything um, at temperature before it gets to the foster. It's easier to store, and the nature of the beast is we have to use what's donated to us. Yes, yes. In fact, you know, we're I'm hopping in a truck on Tuesday uh, to get more food. Okay. So if you're who's ever free out there on Tuesday, need help. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, and no one donates uh, wet food. But if they did, where would we keep it? Exactly. We would have to rent some like freezer somewhere. Or be better about distributing it that day to every single Which is foster. impossible. Yeah. yeah, which is impossible because the fosters run out of food at different rates. Right. So. I'm sure there's some someone smarter than me that could figure that out, but I don't know what it is. Well, just based on the volume, you look at how much the four of our dogs eat, they essentially go through one of those big bags of food a day. Uh, I think the, the human four... Food. Now that, yeah, now that we have... Um, uh, the little the little min pen mm-hmm. uh, yeah about a bag about a bag and a bag lasts like almost two days yeah so you're right yeah but um it's so funny how the industry has just exploded there's so many companies now with has a human grade food and now you see major brands mm-hmm. coming out with their own are you finding that like the, Karina the brand you're using now is it comparable to buying kibble or is kibble cheaper 
Oh, the kibble is a lot cheaper. So it's also like financial. It's too. a lot cheaper. Okay. Yeah, that's why I really applaud uh, Gary because he makes these every day. And it's inc- if, you, if you do it yourself, it's incredibly inexpensive. And it's less expensive than the kibble. Yeah. But then it's then it breaks down to time. Well, how much time do you have? Yeah, it's hard enough to feed your family. You know, you know everyone works really hard. The last thing you want to do is come home and make dinner. Mm-hmm. So now you know he makes dinner for his dogs too. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a hell of a thing, really. But. Um, oh, I know. I know we're kind of switching gears, but I kind of want to go back to this. Um, we're talking about making mistakes. I'm done with that. You are you really? Yep. You want to go back to the drink? <laughs> <laughs> okay, mistakes. Well, I was talking about the mistake with um, with food, but I want to talk about a mistake. Uh, was <laughs> I was in a training session. I was in a training session um, yesterday. Yeah. And this particular couple parents had actually been on tv with the king of dog behavior which is pj rush <laughs> the big guy you know uh, steve mcclain caesar and um i thought it was interesting because i want we try to put videos up and, and stuff on social media showing Every once in a while, how I fail during with my dogs, or I fail with its training sessions, and I think that's important mm-hmm. because I'm trying to tell people, you know, what to do, but I want people to see what it looks like when we fail because that actually helps, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting because you'll never see. I'm not. I love Caesar Milan. I love his shows. He's the king. Um, my only little knock is I would like to see some of his mistakes, and it was interesting because I wasn't even fishing for this. She was just telling me that in the early years of his show, mm-hmm. her parents were chosen. And I guess she had a, her parents had a Mastiff. Mm-hmm. And I guess during the taping, the dog ends up killing one of, another dog. In oh, the my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty serious, right? Uh, and, of course, they didn't air that show. And I'm not saying that, that you should ever show something that violent but to hear him talk about it would have been nice yeah it's just because it you know we're all everyone all dog owners or it doesn't matter what industry you're in and i don't care how brilliant you are there's always going to be mistakes and um i think it's important for everyone to understand that so they can kind of learn from it and that's the only thing um that i kind of wish he would do um lynn boyke who worked with Caesar Milan used to always talk about that, mm-hmm. and it was very important uh, to him to have shows, his shows, his video show failures, because he kind of thought the same. And, and honestly, I thought that was, I, I kind of ripped that off from him because I thought that was so important. Well, it's like any other skill. If you see, if you don't see someone making mistakes, it's really how are you not gonna learn? approachable. Yeah, how are you yeah. gonna learn? Right. So his idea was to um, go to someone's house. And just be there 24-7 and collect all the video and show mistakes. Mm-hmm. It sounds it sounds kind of creepy in a way. Because <laughs> who wants someone in their house 24-7? But anyway, but it was kind of a cool idea in that he was legitimately and sincerely trying to show people, you know, dogs do this. And, and if the human makes a mistake, this is what happens. Yeah. And you need to see why it happens and what the human did wrong. So that you can recognize when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. and try to get it off the dog off track. But then when it does happen, then you go into that second mode and you deal with it in that point. Okay. With dog ownership, there's always you're trying to anticipate 
based on the dog's behavior physically and mentally, what he's about to do, mm-hmm. and get him out of that state. If you can't do that, then we teach them, okay, now once the dog is in that state, then how to get him out of it right. before it goes to that shitty level. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, repetition. You have to see it, constantly see it. And again, I think it's, I, I, I don't want to beat you know a dead horse, but I think that's why it's so important to see these mistakes. I don't want to see violence, but I just thought it was interesting that, of course, that show didn't air. Yeah. But anyway. And I'm back. <laughs> no, it is interesting to see someone like that, how they handle their errors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see it in, in uh, every other aspect of business and sports. Well, I think yeah. you learn so much about dog training behavior, and then you run into something you haven't seen before, and then you panic. And I think knowing that other people make mistakes kind of... It's comforting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And I think people don't understand... I, we've been doing this a long time, <clears throat> and, I, and I've only one time have I seen a dog that's genetically so messed up that just there wasn't any hope. It, it's always that the human isn't perceiving the behavior correctly. Mm-hmm. The, nine times out of ten, the dog's just being a dog. Yeah. But the human perception is, oh my god, this is dog, this dog's aggressive. Well, we kind of ran into that this past week, right? Because you Buster's been really good about the min pin that we got in the house. Buster, he's been really good about, you know, we've been walking him more. He's been right. a little bit more comfortable. Right. He's been hanging out with the pack a little bit. Right. He's been sleeping with Tank and Nigel. So right. It's kind of the three boys together. And then right. the other day, you got kind of miffed because he uh was up on the couch and tank went to get up and he kind of snapped at buster and you came out and were upset and well buster snapped at tank oh yeah sorry yeah 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 yeah. so yeah buster bit tank's leg or nipped his leg right right and then you were like well i don't know what we're gonna do with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was pretty i was pretty frustrated because uh but again buster was so good up until that point yeah but again this is where the dog behavior uh aspect comes into place and this is where also i made a mistake of assuming yeah that buster was not going to be uh asset driven mm-hmm. and he, well, he was i made the mistake of letting buster hop on the couch without yeah. me inviting him mm-hmm. the assumption that i made and incorrectly was that he's so timid it wasn't really that big a deal and i didn't want to come down on him too hard right but he got bold <laughs> yeah so he's in the corner of the couch and tank you know hops up there and he's just looking for a place to sit. And he gets a little too close to Buster. And, and Buster growls at Tank. And I thought, oh, I don't, I don't think I heard that right. I, surely that wasn't Buster growling. And then a second later, he, he bites Tank's leg. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, this is con- he's just being, Buster's just being a dog. Right. Buster hasn't learned yet that that's not his corner. That's actually my corner. Mm-hmm. That's not Tank's corner. That's not Nigel's corner. Yeah. That's my corner. And uh, it's not up for argument. But because I hadn't invited Nigel, I'm sorry, because I hadn't invited him up onto the couch, Buster that is, Buster's perception was, this is now my area. But even after all the behavior you've seen and all the situations you've been in and your wealth of experience, it kind of took you a beat to kind of yes breathe and say, you know what, he's being a dog. Right. This is what actually happened. Right. It's going to be fine in the future as long as I'm cognizant of it. Right. And my first reaction was emotional. Yeah. How dare you go for my favorite dog? Yeah, you were upset (laughs) when you came out of the office. But but then, it's funny because the next day, um, he hopped onto the couch without my permission. So I instantly, you know, in a calm manner, told him to get down. And he got down immediately. And um, Tank and I invited Tank and Nigel up. They got up. And I waited, and we talked about this. I waited until Buster went, 
<sighs> like that. Mm-hmm. And then I invited him up, and it was fine. And they slept for f- four or five hours straight. Yeah. But, you know, I who wants to do that all the time? Well, That's you, a lot. Even if you want to, most people can't. Yeah. So I try to choose my battles, and, and sure enough, I was wrong the first day. Mm-hmm. You know, but my that's my point. I made a mistake, but again, Buster was just being a dog. Yeah, and that situation doesn't mean that Buster isn't a good dog. No. That Buster can't get along with dogs. No. no, it's just like your families. You know, we all work hard. Um, sometimes you bite your brother. Sometimes you, yeah, you you bite your brother for no reason yeah. because you've had a bad day. We've all been there, and you know, I you know. <laughs> But it's perfectly normal. We're all animals, right? And we, and our perception is we're greedy. We're all greedy as much as you, you know, if, whether you want to admit it or not. We're all greedy for whatever. Affection, uh, food, mm-hmm. money, space. So if we haven't slept well, you know, if we had a fight with our best buddy or whatever, mm-hmm. and then someone jumps in front of me in line at Starbucks... I might get a little pissed off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But had I slept well and I didn't have a fight and whatever, and that guy does that, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's easier to shrug off. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead. You know? So it's no different than Buster being, he's nervous. Yeah. He's feeling a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's got his little cozy corner, so he doesn't want anyone to take that away from him. So it's, again, he's a good dog. He's going to, he's not quite there yet. He's still not quite a dog yet, but he's close. He's getting better. He's getting way better. In fact, PJ actually had a lot of... Touched him. A lot. Yeah. So the only thing... And we actually got him in the car today. Mm-hmm. We actually got him in the car. The only thing he won't let you do now is he will not really let you show him much affection. Like, there's no way... Like, if you want to scoop him up and put him in the car, that nope. ain't happening. Yeah. That ain't happening. But he's adorable. He's a good-looking guy. He's been getting better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about Founders Day. Sean, thanks for listening to For the Love of Dog, brought to you by The Little Red Dog. Please subscribe and review, and to donate so that we can continue saving dogs throughout Southern California, please visit thelittlereddog.com. And remember, June 1st is Founders Day. Come out to Pittsburgh Park and Lake Forest and visit with all of us. Sean, I'm here with co-founder of Little Red Dog, Steve. Steve, what the flip is Founders Day? What the flip is Founders Day, My favorite Sean? Founders Day story What's is that? when you say, well, you don't have to make bacon this year, Sean. And every time I go, that was a <laughs> Founders was, Day. That was a pancake breakfast. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Founders Day. Founders Day is a celebration of uh, when we were founded, October 2011. And how many dogs have you saved? Two, just over 2,000. Nice. Yeah, in fact, um, we saved more dogs last year than the Laguna Beach uh, Animal Control. They suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think they suck. No, and, and they have a facility. Yeah, I think I, I'm, 
I take a lot of pride in that. I don't want to be too egotistical, but you guys have found a system that works for you. Yeah, it's 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 a team. It's definitely a team effort. And you have an awesome team. So great team of senior volunteers. So great, Kelly, Stephanie, um, Melinda, Gary, both two Garys, two Garys, two Garys on a mission. Uh, I say Stephanie, Stephanie. (laughs) I did Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Uh, Sylvia. Mm -hmm. Um, All those guys. We we could. uh, Oh, and and Joanna. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it without those people. Yeah, we have a lot of devoted volunteers. And I I'm still in awe of all of them because they do all of this without getting paid, and it's a lot of work. It's they all have real jobs, mm-hmm. and I and I know that they work harder at this than their real jobs. We, we, we should have not named someone specifically. Just to right. Say, hey, listen to this. Well, I didn't give any last names, <laughs> so you know. Uh, and you know, poor Kelly, um, who she just does it all. I mean, she does the fostering. Mm-hmm. She's the liaison between uh, us and the vet. Yeah. She makes sure that. Uh, during uh, events, the dogs are coordinated in there, mm-hmm. and she works with the fosters. It's a lot. It's well, a lot. Well, one of my favorite things about Founders Day is that it kind of it kind of coalesces a couple days right before. Yeah, don't tell people that <laughs> it starts. Yeah, we we didn't have a DJ till yesterday. Well, and I'm learning more and more that's a common thing at big events. You yeah. just kind of you wing it, it comes together. You at the wing right it. Moment. Well, easily the Founders Day, it always comes down to the last second. Right. Yeah, who's DJing this year? Uh... Dave. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen him in so long. That's awesome. Right. Very cool. Very excited about that. Um, so what do we? What else we got? We got, Dave, we got DJ Dav. Dav. Dave. Dav, DJ Dav. Dave. That's your new name, Dave. <laughs> DJ Dav. DJ Steven. Who else? Uh, we got uh, food. We've got uh, what over, kind of food? You got hot dogs. We got right? hot dogs. What we, kind of hot dogs? We have uh, all beef, and we're gonna have the vegetarian. But who's making the hot dogs? Uh, the, a new person. Uh huh. Um, I can't. Remember company name but we actually met this guy at one of the restaurants we frequent um oh it's uh alberto is the yep. guy's name but i can't remember the his company i'm so his sorry his business cards at the on the counter yes, and i'm also blanking <laughs> yeah i know it's kind of weird right but good guy it's good that future sponsors may be listening to this <laughs> uh we have over 20 vendors we have two um Dog food vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, and who else? Uh, our vet's going to be there. Uh, there's going to be all sorts of stuff there for the four-legged animals and two-legged peeps. That's one of my favorite stories is that one of the – an employee of the, one of our vets a couple of years ago brought in like a little pig. Oh, and yeah. And then it turned out that that's a full-sized pig. <sighs> yes. Years later. The first, the first year, he, this guy brought this pig every year, and the first year was like the cutest yeah, thing. It was like all of like three pounds. Yeah. And now it weighs – what three thousand pounds? We're finding wow. out that it's those got, aren't the little potbelly pigs. They're are not gonna, little. Yeah, they grow. They're huge. <laughs> I had no idea. All. I had no idea. Um, no, so yeah, they're going to be there. Uh, we'll have uh, exhibitions, shows, lots of games. It's a lot of fun, and we have the hundred pound, uh, hundred pound, no, hundred dog pack walk, uh, which is funny because I don't think we've ever had more than thirty. I heard talk of you in a dunk tank. Is that happening? No, that's not happening. Thank God. Is this one of those things that's not happening that you don't know about no, it? No, I got I hope. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not happening because we haven't had the permits to pull to do such things. Oh. So thank God. Permits. Who needs stinking permits? We do. For yeah, sound. We do. We do. Um, <laughs> but it's always a lot of fun. And the weather's going to be great for once. Usually it's too flipping hot. Yeah. It'll be the first time. It's going to be under 90 degrees. Did you check the farmer's almanac Oh my, year? she literally did. It is so funny. 
But weird weather, because today it's like rainy. It wasn't supposed to rain today, was it? Global warming. Yeah. Oh, shit. Crazy. You've cursed twice I know, on I'm sorry. Podcast. I know. We now have to mark it as explicit content. <laughs> we can just beep it out. Nah. <laughs> that was a little better. That was the worst one. No, was it? It was way better last <laughs> time. That <laughs> gets me every time. Oh, I'm gonna work on that for the next show. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's all, it's always a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, and I'm a nervous wreck. Uh, I get tired of my name because it's always Steve, Steve, and PJ gets tired of her name too. She does so much. Yep. Uh, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. You gonna be there? You always gonna be there. I'm gonna have to come after work. I think. All right. I gotta work in the morning. We're getting coffee from you guys, though, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Yep. All right. Starbucks coffee, people. We'll be about to drop that off. In the morning. Nice. Noise. Mm-hmm. Noise. What else? I think that's it on Founder's Day. Uh, June first. Or ten to two. Is it free? It is free, but for a twenty-five dollar donation, you get a cool little swag bag. What's in the swag bag? It's so so Can you exciting. Not tell us? It's it's a secret. Uh-huh. But it's so cool. Lots of fun stuff. Again, mm. for both you and your pupper. Yes, and your family. Your whole familia. Your kids. Kids, too. Bring your kids, bring your dog. Grandma. Grandma. Aunt. Aunt, uncle. The whole thing. Okay. The whole game. And then people just park in the street in front of Pittsburgh Park? Yes. Lots of parking. Not to worry about parking. If there's a school right next to it, you can park at the school. You park at the school. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say don't park at the school. You can if you want. No valets, though, this year. We have confirmation that school parking is Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Sweet. Yeah. And it's a reminder, too, to all the vendors that are listening, uh, you will have uh, volunteers that are helping you unload. Lots of volunteers. Lots of volunteers. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks in advance for anyone that's helping out next week. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes, a yes. big It's a big to do. It is a big to do. There's a hill. There's a hill. You got to manage. It's not fun striking it down. No. It's not. Or putting it up. Or putting it up, it's, is, to me, is a little easier, but striking it's harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Thank despite God what Steve says, there will not be bacon at Founders Day. No bacon. Veg, uh, again, all beef hot dogs and a vegetarian option. option, which I don't know what that is. Vegetarian or vegan? Uh, good vegetarian, question. Probably. I'm going to say vegetarian. Yeah. So if you're yeah. vegan... Bring snacks. I think I'm the last uh, person in dog rescue that's not a vegan. You've been better. You've had you eat less be meat. You eat a lot of chickpeas now. That's because you and your sister. Yeah. If you guys weren't, the second you guys move, I'm back to everything bad. <laughs> I'm back to it. We that's go, not true. I'll be better. I'll we be go good. whole days without eating meat. Yeah. Several that's days. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I pretty much have given up pork. Mm-hmm. That's been hard. Yeah. Because I like bacon. Bacon for Founders Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, PJ doesn't eat pork at all anymore. No. She's t- totally no, done. she's super good about it. Yeah. Kind of guilts all of us into. Yeah, not she doing does. It. And every older, every older, every year I get older, I have to give up something. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Well, I'm trying to do my thing. Can't eat all the animals. Can't eat all the animals. No. No. <laughs> can't do it. All right, we beat this to death. I think it was a mistake bringing it. This, <laughs> we this beat area. this to death. We, we, we must move on. Just like our dogs, we're gonna watch this tape and we're gonna learn what we did wrong. And we're not gonna do it next week. <laughs> That's funny. All right, all right. Thanks, Sean. On that exciting high, we're gonna sign off. That's another one in the books for the love of the dog. Brought to you by the Little Red Dog. I'm your host, Sean. Uh, please review and subscribe. We need them. And uh, if you'd like to donate, go to littlereddog.com. 
so you can help us continue saving dogs throughout Southern California. Thanks to all our volunteers and staff, and I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.